Hey friends, welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. Before we get into today's episode, I got to tell you about a fun new way that we can potentially work together for a limited time. Right now, we are doing lemonade calls. Lemonade calls are a limited time pop-up and they're currently available to book between December 29th, 2023 and January 9th, 2024 if you're listening to this in real time. As I mentioned, it's a way for us to work together unlike anything that I've ever offered before and it's especially for you if you like my content and the overall vibe here. Maybe you want to connect and get some coaching, but you aren't in the market for a personal trainer or an online strength training program at the moment. I know that not everyone wants lemonade made out of their lemons, but maybe you do. Lemonade calls are for you if you're an action-oriented person. One thing about me is that I am resourceful as fuck. So if you tell me something can't be done, I'm going to come up with 20 different ways that it can be. My natural tendency is to find the silver lining in situations. But let's be clear, I'm not bringing toxic positivity to your coaching calls. So I'm here to hold space for whatever lemony shit you want to bring me. And we're going to figure out a game plan to make it less shitty together. If you want to sign up for one, go to the link in the show notes and book your lemonade call today. Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher, and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game, call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgment and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here, so grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I am back with another surprise uh, bonus unexpected crossover and collab with Christina Montalvo. Today we are talking all about our birthdays, but um, also about all sorts of different things. We went on a bunch of tangents as we often do. Uh, We're talking about Home Alone, our favorite holiday movies, um, birthdays, obviously, and then a whole bunch of other fun stuff. So Let's go talk to Christina. Let's have some fun today. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Christina. You want to just get right into it? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just, just get right out. into it. I, the, the, I think I like hate the intro part. It's so awkward every time. It is, but it's fine. It's fine. We were just talking about our dogs and grooming how, them. Groom, yeah, and how just how cuddly they are and. Yeah, Mac doesn't need to get groomed, which I actually love. I think I would struggle if I needed to, like, remember to groom my dog. Oh, we forgot. Like, the groomer was actually, like, she was a little judgy. She's like, oh, he's real crusty this time. I'm like, well, (laughs) you didn't. You didn't have any appointments open for. I think I'd be offended if someone, like, called my dog crusty. (laughs) Like, well, yeah, he, he needs a little. He's a good boy. Yeah. Give them yeah, all the pets. Yeah. All right. So any grooming. Anyway, um, what are you doing later today? Let's start with that because I think it's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, going to a home alone pop-up bar. 
So yeah, fun. there's a there's a bar in our town that's doing like a home alone pop up thing. Shout out to uh, Cortland's in downtown Arlington Heights. If anybody lives nearby and loves the movie Home Alone, like Christina and I apparently super do. I feel like you're a little jealous of me getting to go there. Maybe I so um, I definitely just need photos or like videos or just like you're gonna have to send me like the vibe. Yes. I um. We were talking about this via text. Like if I didn't live so far away, I would have just invited myself like, oh, yes. you and Eric are going to be out. See you guys there. Yes. Yes. I know you love Home Alone. Like I've heard that, but I don't know your Home Alone backstory. I don't know. I was just going to ask you, do you feel like, so you're a Home Alone fan. Yes. Home, okay. Do you feel like you have more allegiance to it because we're from Illinois? Like, I think there's a part of me that's like, we live close to the town. No, um, because I have felt you're from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. I have felt (laughs) that allegiance to Home Alone since since like my childhood all the way growing up. And the reason is I very distinctly remember when I was in like, I think that movie came out when I was in like kindergarten, maybe. Like 19, you were older, weren't you? Didn't it come out? Oh, no, maybe 93 ish. Okay, so maybe. no. No, you're right. No, I because I was in kindergarten, I think like 1991, maybe. I don't know. We're going to have to check mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. feel like if my memory serves me right, we were in our old house. Maybe I was in like first grade or second grade. Around there somewhere. In any mm-hmm. case, are you Googling it now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, We were at Toys R Us and my dad got a video cassette of that movie and brought it home and we watched it as a family and I loved it and it became a family tradition to where like every Christmas Eve, we would just watch Home Alone. And then it became a me thing because I'm very much like a Christmas tradition person. There's certain things that we just do. And Home Alone is watched on Christmas Eve. Only. Well, like you could watch it at other times, but like you Mm -hmm. have to put it on Mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve. You cannot choose another movie on Christmas Eve. It's Home Alone. My family thinks I'm a little bit weird about it, but like that's what it has to be. It's Christmas Story on Christmas Day, Christmas Vacation while you're decorating, um, and then Home Alone on Christmas Eve. I am also very rigid with specifically Christmas traditions, and it's very much so a me thing. Like okay. I feel like I have to encourage or like remind my family of the tradition. Do you yes. feel like you're the reminder yes. of the traditions? Very much yeah. so. Right. Um, we don't have a lot of, we don't have like a home alone tradition, but I will say like a quirky tradition of our family is that we listen to Celine Dion on Christmas morning. <laughs> is it like Christmas or Celine Dion Christmas music or just general Celine Dion? Um, not it's, it's specifically not Celine Dion Christmas. Okay. It's like one, I don't remember what year or album. It's a very specific album and we always listen to it. And I, okay long ago decided for some reason that that was like as a kid decided that was going to be the tradition. Yeah. And yeah. have held that vision ever since. But okay. I, so I don't know. I don't have like a big story with Home Alone other than I'm obsessed. I just remember loving it as I think because he's like mis- like mischievous and fun and causing trouble. And it's like I can remember being young and being like, what an exciting time. Like to, to you just want to do that. Like you want to like set up your house with like the feathers and the like, hell yeah. The booby traps. Like love it. Like I wish that I lived in the kind of house that had like cardboard cutouts that I could set up a whole fake party. Like that's my dream. 
Yes. I just, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with home alone. I love it. So yes, you're going to have to tell me, well, like what makes it a home alone pop-up bar? Like what give us like a vision of what's there. I don't know. Cause I haven't been there. I just saw Eric texted me. He was walking home from the train and there was a sign on the side of the bar that said home alone pop-up bar. So you're, you don't even know. You haven't even, I don't seen know what's like inside. Oh, I can't wait to hear. You're going to have know to what's send inside. me updates. But we have to go. And we were talking about how, cause we're from very nearby. And it was funny because we were texting about it. And I asked you if you had ever driven by the house and you said no, because you felt bad for the poor people who live there. But like, I'm the creepy stalker that has driven past that house. It's uh what, whatever it is that they say on the movie, like something, something like Lincoln Avenue is the address, like the actual address. I think it's in Winnetka, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you Google that, like it will take you to this house and it was actually on Zillow, um, like a couple of months ago for sale. Like Eric and I were looking at the pictures and they like updated it and stuff. Yeah. And I want to add to that. Cause I thought this was interesting. I feel like I'm, I do this in every part of my life. I'm very much so like interested in how things are made. So yeah. there's this documentary on Netflix and it shows you like the behind the scenes of Home Alone and how it was made. Have you seen oh, it? No. Okay. So terrible job. I didn't do my research. I can't even tell anybody what it's called. I think it's called How It's Made. Maybe. Okay. And it's so the um the water flooding scene, the, the yeah. entire movie was filmed inside of a high school. What? Yes. So the flood scene in the basement was filmed inside of the high school's pool. Really? It's the most fascinating, like, behind the scenes. Like, if you love Home Alone without knowing about the behind the scenes, like, this just makes it even cooler. I didn't, I felt like everyone saw it. I'll have to send it to you. Wow. And probably post it in the show notes for our listeners. It's super cool. Had no idea. That's it's wild. so cool. I know. Yeah. Did so you cool. know that Home Alone was filmed near you, like, when you were a kid? Did you understand that? Yes. My dad was, maybe that was like what made it feel cool. Like my dad's like that house, like this is filmed like 90 minutes away or whatever. Like, I don't know how far we live from an echo, maybe like less than 90 minutes, but more or less. Yeah. Yeah. And we've like driven up to like Glencoe, all those things. We've never went to the house, but like my dad would say we're near the home alone house. And so I think just makes it feel so much more special. Personal. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I love that movie. I don't know what it is. And I'm not a movie person. I have a hard time sitting down and like committing to watching a whole movie. But the movies I've seen, I've seen 8,000 times. Me too. So I'll watch Home Alone like 30 times before Christmas. But like, I think it was like the day before Thanksgiving. And Mike's like, do you want to watch Home Alone? And I was like, it is not time for Home Alone. It's not time. It is not time. You cannot put that on before the Christmas decorations are up. And then I'll just watch it on repeat like a weirdo. I don't watch it on repeat. I feel like I need to watch it on Christmas Eve for sure. Mm -hmm. It can be watched at other times, but. Have you watched any recent Christmas movies that you enjoy? Because I'm a bad movie watcher also. Nothing notable. Um, Um, I'm trying to think, okay, like sometimes Eric makes me watch movies. Like that's how I watch movies is he's like, like, this is a good movie and you need to watch it. I'm trying to think there's this one that we watched a couple of years ago. Um, and it's like an unlikely Christmas movie and it's not at all festive. It's called the ref. Mm-mm. Okay. It's like this family. And I, I can't remember who the actors are. They're, they're like people that are like memorable, mm-hmm. but like 
not famous enough for me to remember. It's this like husband and wife that are like fighting and they're like in couples therapy. And like the guy's mom is a huge, like old crotchety bitch who like <laughs> charges them way too much rent for like the house that they're getting from her. And there's a guy that like, I don't know, like, like holds them up at gunpoint when they're like at a store picking up stuff and takes them back to their house and like basically like holds them hostage in their own house. But like they have to pretend like the way that they get out of it somehow is pretending that he's their couples therapist and he like joins them for family dinner. And it's like a weird movie. It's not warm and fuzzy and it's not like Christmassy at all, but it's like funny in a like this family is so fucked kind of way. <laughs> It's called The Ref. Yeah. The first movie that came to my mind, a newish Christmas Christmas one, was that it's the Lindsay Lohan one. Uh, I don't know that. Netflix, I think it came out last year. I don't Mm -hmm. remember what it's called. It's pretty cute. It's very standard, stereotypical Christmas, but like, you, if you, if you, is it like a Hallmark movie? It might as well be. I was going to say, cause, uh, what's her face? I want to call her Gretchen Wieners, but she has a name. Um, Lacey Chabert. Oh, yes. Okay. Who played Gretchen Wieners on Mean Girl now Mm -hmm. has like a whole series of Hallmark movies. Like that's her thing now. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, so the Hallmark things I can't really get into. There's Mm -hmm. not enough novelty for me in the Hallmark. They're so boring. Me also, but there's one Hallmark movie. I think it's a Hallmark movie. You're like one of those types. It's called The 12 Dates of Christmas that has uh, Amy Smart and, uh, Mark Mark Paul Gosselaar. Okay. Zach mm-hmm. Morris, you know. Yeah. Saved oh, yeah. by the bell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're it's called the 12 Dates of Christmas. And we always watch that on my birthday. Maybe this is a good lead into what this we're actually gonna talk lead. about. So what's that movie about? It's like she breaks up with her ex-boyfriend and she wants to get back together with him, but her mother-in-law or like her stepmother-in-law or something is trying no, not mother-in-law. That would be stupid because she's single. Her stepmom keeps mm. trying to set her up on a blind date with this guy, but like she keeps screwing it up. And so it's kind of like, uh, like she has to like relive the same thing like 12 times until she gets it right. And it's a, is it a Christmas movie? The yeah. 12 dates of Christmas. Oh, yeah. 12 dates cute. of Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you so watched it on your birthday. Yeah. We just watched it on my birthday because once we watched it on my birthday and we liked it. And so now that is the birthday Christmas movie. <laughs> My birthday is in less than a week and yours is soon too. It is. I don't know when this episode is airing. I haven't like figured that out yet. So I don't know if we're before or after your birthday by the time this publishes, but yeah, well, my birthday, birthday is December 13th. I want to talk about your birthday also, because I feel like I'm making a way bigger deal out of mine than but you, you are. like kind of need to. I mean, I guess so, but I feel like regardless of the age I was turning, I would still make a big deal out of my birthday because I just make a big stink about my birthday. I... I'm jealous that you can do that. So I actually have loved being your friend while you're having this birthday of like, we'll get into it because yeah. I like wish that I could do that. Huh. And so, but I won't, yeah. I never will. And I would die if someone coordinated it for me. No, thank you. All right, so I'm not having a surprise party for you. I would die. No. Okay. Everybody you're uninvited from the surprise party. <laughs> kidding. Cancel, cancel. Cancel it. If you're listening, you are uninvited. Little do you know, I invited, invi- I can't speak words. I invited the entire granny gang oh, and God, all die. of your followers. No kidding. <laughs> I would um, Let's yeah, talk about so, your birthday. Okay. So I'm turning 40. Um, oh, one of my woo. clients today asked me how I was feeling about it. 
And I'm like, eh, like fine. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not stressed about it, but I also don't feel the way that I imagined 40 would feel. I don't know what I thought it would feel like. I don't, I don't feel my age. Does anyone feel their age? How did you feel before you turned 30? About the same. Okay. Neutral. Like you just felt better yeah. than you thought you should and you were like, yeah, oh, I'm ready. I okay. think, I think because for whatever reasons <clears throat> in my life, whether it's just like my circumstances or my perception of my circumstances, I feel like there are. I don't know. You have this thing in your mind. I think like when you turn a certain age, you can no longer do X. And I just kind of been like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like when I was 30, fun fact, when I turned 30, um, I decided that I was going to learn how to do an aerial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I signed up for adult gymnastics and um, I actually like got so far as to do it. Like I was doing it on like the tumble track thing, like the long trampoline. And I was doing it like off of one of those springboards boards into like a foam pit so mm-hmm. I could successfully mm-hmm. do it with no hands. But then I was trying it just like landing on a squishy mat and I landed weird on my ankle and I jammed my ankle bone to the point where like I physically could not flex or point my foot for a really long time. Like it was just stuck Mm. and I had to go through a lot of physical therapy. And uh, so, hey, 30. Um, But yeah, I tried to learn an aerial. I got so close and then uh, and there we have it. But I feel like for. For a lot of reasons, yeah. About the aerial, like people, because I, I'm just thinking of the person that would say, like, see, that's why 30 year olds shouldn't be doing things like that. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, you could have jammed your ankle like that, falling off of a curb. So you might as well, if you're gonna fuck up your ankle, it might as well be a gymnastics class. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. I'm just, and I'm very much like, if people tell me I can't do something, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. And so that felt like a nice way to ring in 30. And I can't believe it's already been 10 years since that's happened. And physically, I don't know. I mean, there's like stuff that feels different. Uh, Like I just recorded a podcast episode recently with uh, one of my former yoga teachers that I reconnected with, uh, Diana May. And we were talking about um, like perimenopause and stuff like that. And like hormonal shifts that can happen like as early as your 30s and beyond. And I'm like, oh, well, I definitely feel some of that shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going on. But physically, I feel like I feel a lot better because I like eat carbs and like sleep and stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I I mean? Yeah. It's funny that you said, I think you're right. Like you said that people think once I turn this age, I can't do this anymore. And that has never been my issue with aging. I don't think you'll be surprised to hear what historically my issue with aging is. It's that I didn't finish. I haven't accomplished enough yet. It's a deadline. My, I'm trying so hard, Jenna, to not live my life this way anymore because it's not a great place to live from Mm -hmm. of not seeing my birthdays as deadlines. Oh, (laughs) what an interesting perspective. I have never once considered that. And I never once considered that I could your perspective. So how old are you going to be for your birthday? 34. And your birthday is on the 22nd? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And mine's on the 13th. Okay. Yes. 
And so what are the deadlines that you have imaginarily for yourself at age 34? I don't, I don't have any anymore. Okay. How'd None. you get rid of them? Um, <laughs> I went through a bout of suicidal depression. Oh God. <laughs> and was like, why? Like, why does my life feel terrible? And terrible, terrible. And it's like, think about the juxtaposition of those two words. I actually have never heard it until this moment. My birthday is a deadline. Like who, why you can't live like that. And so it was never like a celebration for, I think I would like pretend like I was celebrating, but deep down was like, so full of just like, I didn't do enough or like also trying to muster the energy for like another year of accomplishing a deadline. So what's funny is I remember before I turned 30, Jenna, I used to cry all the time, like about turning 30. Really? Oh my God. Like, I felt like my life was like, for some reason, 30, I felt like by 30, I was supposed to have every single part of my life figured out. And I felt like I was this close. Oh, and then I turned 30 and COVID happened. So it's just been this wild ride since then. And this is my first birthday where I have no like expectations for myself. So like, maybe I'll learn to celebrate. Maybe I'll want to celebrate my birthday in like five more years. But like, this is the first birthday where I don't feel like I've failed. So are you not doing anything for your birthday then? Um, I don't have anything planned kind of on purpose. Cause it's, we have, oh my God, I'm, I'm also super introverted. So like the 22nd, we have a Christmas party on the 23rd. We have a different Christmas party on the 24th. We have a different, we have, I think three separate fucking things to do on Christmas. Ooh. And I'm like, actually, I think I want to be super chill on my birthday. Okay. So I don't know what that looks like yet. Interesting. When I hear you say that you're an introvert, I imagine that means that you don't like to be the center of attention. Oh, die. Yes. Well, that's why I like having my birthday. Mm-hmm. I like to be the center of attention. I like everybody telling me happy birthday. I like wearing a cute outfit that screams like, look at me. And, uh, you know, I like having birthday treats that I can bring to places and give people so that oh, like, you're so fun. See, I can't, w- I love that. I get to be your friend on your birthday. Like I, I would happy, happy to be a hype woman forever. I am Jenna's birthday. Look at Jenna. (laughs) I am thrilled. And I'm I'm actually really excited about it. For those of you that were listening a while back, we were talking on one of our other collab episodes about birthday parties and how I really wanted to have like a big 40th birthday party. But I was worried that nobody would come to my birthday party. And we're actually having, it's a happy medium. This is not a big birthday party. So if you're listening right now and you're like, why wasn't I invited to Jenna's birthday party? It is a small group of close friends. And I wanted to invite more people. Honestly, I feel like there are a few more people that I would have loved to put in that circle, but restaurants are weird with reservations. Like nobody will let you have more than eight people before they start making you do weird things, like commit to like a minimum amount of purchase, or like you have to Mm pre-select things in advance or whatever, and like rent a room and it gets really complicated. I'm like, I just want a handful of people. But also too, like in your defense and let's say someone's listening and they're like, I've been left out of like intimate dinner parties. There becomes a point where like the restaurant setting is just not conducive to a pleasant time beyond eight people. So like, even if you did put like 20 people at a table, you're going to like, you're only going to be able to talk to the two people next to you. Like, right. And I'm thinking about, I'm even thinking about this because 
I'm thinking about the group of friends that I have invited, which is a very like eclectic mix. And no more than two people actually know each other. So it's like I might have two friends from here and two friends from there, but I'm really excited for you all to meet each other. I feel like I want to match make. And I'm like, like, I want you to meet my friend Ashley, who was on the podcast, because she's the one who got me into kettlebells and you're both like dog mm. rescue people. But then like, I want, I don't like, there's just so many people that I want like different people to talk to, because I think you would really, you know what it kind of makes me think of how I sort of like cross pollinate my interests and make mm-hmm. them all make sense. I feel like my friends are very much that way. Like you all seem like you're unrelated, but you all need to connect with each other for very different reasons. Mm -hmm. You want to know why I am just so excited to go. Hmm. And as someone who would be very honest if they weren't, like, I think that's what makes me special. Like, you'll know if I'm like, I, because I wouldn't go if I didn't want to go, you know? Yeah. So I'm very much so looking forward to it. I don't know anyone who's there, like you said. And yeah. yet every time I've ever heard you speak about one of your friends, you say nothing but wonderful things about them, which yeah. is such a, an important thing that I think doesn't get spoken about enough just in general of like how important it is to say nice things about the people in your life when you're speaking with other people. Yes, good karma, blah, blah, blah. But now look at how much more comfortable I am being invited into that friend group because it's like, you know what I mean? Like you've painted your people in a way that I'm already comfortable walking in with them because yes. of the way that you love your people. Yes. And I feel like you're all going to love each other for different <laughs> reasons, even though it's just various, you know, like picked up a friend here, picked up a couple mm-hmm. there over the years. Um but yeah, I'm I'm excited for for people to come together and I feel good about about my choice to like keep it small even though like I said I have FOMO for like the other people that I want to come. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I don't even have the capacity right now to like plan a big party and do a big invitation thing and like keep track of what would be involved if I had to figure out like food, drinks, location, all that stuff for like 20 plus people. Yeah. I know. I think you like needed to do it this way. You like you're turning 40. It's kind of like a line in the sand. It's like a new decade and you like overburdening yourself and then worrying about 10 more people again, like from the goodness of your heart. It's that's more of like, I don't know, that's antithetical to the vibe that you want for your birthday where you're like, this is the vibe I want. Like, I just want it to be chill and small and quiet and intimate. Like, I'm happy that you're doing it your way. Yes. Yes, it's your birthday. I'm, like I'm yeah. so happy. Like it's your day. Like hell yeah, do it your way. I'm happy about it. I'm I'm excited about it. It's it's a little weird though. Like you think about, like, yeah, I think about my mom turning forty, mm-hmm. and I remember like my perception of my mom. Now, granted, like my mom had me when I was younger. So JJ's three now. I was thirteen when my mom turned forty. And do I math, remember. So do the math. So how old was your mom when she had? What is that? She would 20? have been like twenty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 
she went, um, she did a trip to Vegas with some of her girlfriends for their like collective 40th birthday, which seemed like such a fun, cool thing for me to be able to watch my mom to do. But like at the time, my perception of her as a 13 year old was not like, this is my cool mom. I'm like, this is my mom wearing mom jeans when mom jeans aren't even cool. And she's like going to Vegas. You know what I mean? So you, okay. Oh my God. This is so interesting (laughs) to me. We've talked about this on the podcast before, and we've talked about this on like our walks together. I distinctly remember discussing this on a walk. I did not see my mom be social. Yeah. And you've had this modeled for you. And I am, that's why I'm like, I wish I could do it your way. I think I I wish it felt easy for me in my body to coordinate social things like that. It makes me want to die inside. Hmm. So I'm happy to be invited. But of course, like it all, of course, like you saw that when you were 13, like you saw your mom going out and having a good time and doing these things. And like, yeah, I think that's so important for kids to see. Yeah, I hope so. Cause JJ's going to be real sad because the, I, I didn't really like get to like all what we're doing, but essentially, um, Eric got me a nice hotel in the city, except for Eric's not staying in the hotel. I'm staying at the hotel alone. Because <laughs> it is my dream as a toddler mom to sleep in a big fluffy bed alone and sleep in for as long as I wish and like wake up in the morning and drink Nespresso and not have to deal with like anybody or anything. Like I often joke with Eric because he goes on a lot of like work trips and travel and stuff and he'll, you know, call me or text me like from inside of his like nice hotel room that his company is paid for. I'm like, I just want to sleep at a hotel by myself. So uh, he got me a hotel room in the city. I'm going to go down there in the afternoon and just like chill and whatever until it's dinner time. And then we're going to go out for a nice dinner and have some drinks and we'll see what happens. It probably won't be anything too crazy because, you know, I'm not we're in my 20s anymore. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I might just go home and go to bed or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, I that's love the game that plan. for you. I love that you've like carefully curated the experience for yourself. That mm-hmm. I think is such an underrated thing that we women need to do for ourselves. I can't even, even for, I don't even have kids. That's not even like the barrier for me. I think it's hard for me to be like, I can curate the experience that I want in that way. Yeah. Do you feel like you don't know what you want? I feel like I know what I want when I'm by myself. And the second I have to think about other people, I get very overwhelmed. Like Mm. it's so which hello, I started my own company because I'm like, I don't know how to work with other people. I don't get this. I don't understand. Huh. Well, you mean like you would know what you wanted to do for your birthday if you could just spend your birthday alone, but having to like include other people makes you consider what they want or you just don't want them to be a part of it? No, I like, hmm, that's a good question. I feel like there's something, there almost feels like So the second I start planning something for other people, I'm like no longer included in the formula, I feel. So then it's like my birthday becomes like, oh, well, like I said, eight people, I can't invite 20. That's an awkward dinner conversation. Um, Oh, we all have to meet at the bowling alley. But what if like, then there's dinner. Like I just feel suddenly like an event planner. Like I'm responsible Mm. for everyone's like smooth, convenient evening. And I don't know how to... I don't like feeling like people are fussing over me. Okay. And 
interestingly, like I hear you talking about that. And between the two of us, I feel like you're the person who gives fewer fucks what other people think. So, but like my birthday, it feels like my responsibility, specifically my birthday. Mm. Like I'm in, which is you interesting because thing. it's your birthday. I feel I like nothing should be your responsibility. God, no. If I, I feel like if I'm inviting people to celebrate my birthday with me, then it becomes my responsibility to manage their experience of my birthday. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about like, I mean, there are certain concerns that I like have considered like one of the reasons that I decided to go down to the city is because I actually have a vast majority of my friends that still live in the city. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, that's a consideration. It seems like sort of central, like that drive's going to suck for you and a couple of other people. And I've told you all, like Mm -hmm. you can stay at the hotel as long as you don't wake me up at like five in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do like, do not wake me, do not talk to me until I awaken on my own. But like, Otherwise, you know what I mean? I've considered that, like, is somebody going to have a hard time getting down there and then transporting themselves back home mm-hmm. later? Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be fine. You'll find something you like on the menu. Yeah. And yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I I think I told you, like, when you invite, I was like, I love this. Like, I think the way in which you set it up, too, like, it was so far in advance like you, you were considerate in that. I think something else that comes up for me too, is that my birthday, I'm like very aware of how busy December is for Mm, people. And so I feel like I'm always like when, like, I'm even, this is part of what, why I'm unsure for this year. Like I said, that weekend is crazy busy. Like I'm also tired preparing for in two days for, you know, Christmas or whatever. And I feel like over the years, especially like even, well, maybe how was it for you growing up? Like um, my birthday's distanced enough from yeah. Christmas. So two I'm, weeks is enough, you think? Yes. It's okay. it's always been plenty of time. I yeah. always mm-hmm. felt like a very clear separation between the two things, even though they were close enough. Like December's always just been a really fun month for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost wondering when I hear you say that, like, is there is is that even something that you want? Is like big, like outside of the busyness, like if December wasn't Mm. so busy, would you even want a big celebration? I don't necessarily see that as being like a part of something that you want personally, regardless of whether other people feel inconvenienced by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it would never be a big one, but even thinking of like, oh, if I were to coordinate, let's say with like eight friends, something to do, I'm like, my God, that sounds like so much mental energy to coordinate. So I think I do. I think I do spend my birthday. Maybe that's what I'm, maybe I judge the way that I like to spend my birthday of like, historically things I've done. I like get a manicure and a pedicure. I get a massage. I go to the gym. I almost always go for a run on my birthday. That feels really great. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like grab dinner with Mike, grab drinks, go to sleep. And I also feel, I think where like my weirdness comes in is that I'm like, I don't, am I not doing enough? Is this big enough? Am I doing this right? Like there's just, I have a lot. My birthday feels very complicated for me. It's a very like loaded topic. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is there more there you want to dive into today? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about, I'm also thinking about like the way that I'm, we're celebrating my birthday on Friday, which is two days after my actual birthday. And I'm thinking about what I'm actually doing on my birthday this year, which is it's a daycare day for JJ. So he's in school. I have the entire day off. I blocked off my calendar. I would normally see clients, but I'm not. 
Good. I love that for you. And I'm just going to take the day to do whatever I want to do right now. It's shaping up. Like I'll probably go sit at my favorite coffee shop. Um, I will probably go take a tap class because I think that would be fun. So fun. And I'll probably go grab uh, like early dinner with Eric before we go pick up JJ from school. Yeah. I think that'll so be fun. probably the game plan. But I've also spent plenty of years working on my birthday, mm. um, which I don't really mind because I also like thoroughly enjoy all of my jobs. Um, but a lot of times when I'm working on my birthday, it's I'm teaching dance because this time of year is also like really big on holiday performances. So it's very much like I cannot take this day off of work because the kids are performing mm. this weekend and they need to be on stage or like they're actually performing on my birthday mm-hmm. and I need to be there. So it's just been like wrapped into the day. Yeah. See that. Oh, that's funny. So I've, I've only worked on my birthday once in my life. Really? Yes. And that was a big, so maybe I do. I think I take my, I've always taken my birthday as like time, like away. And I can distinctly remember like being so relieved that my birthday was always over Christmas break at school. Like never had to be at school. Never had to like, you didn't want the class to sing happy birthday and you didn't want to bring like caramel apple lollipops. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I just, like, like, my school was just, like, so, like, I don't know. So annoying. I just was not, like, a celebrator, I don't think. I will say that working on my birthday at my gym was a blast. And I have had two surprise parties thrown for me when I was in my 30s. And, like, I survived and it was fine. But I never want that to happen again. I've never had a surprise party thrown for me. Would you love it? Like, you would be so thrilled. No, like I would like the surprise aspect of it, but I feel like there are certain things that I like very specifically that Mm. I would probably be annoyed if they hadn't done, if they hadn't been done the way that I would have done them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even down to like little stuff, because I feel like I have like certain visions in my head of what I want a thing to be. And Mm. so like, I would be annoyed because you got me like chocolate cake, but I wanted funfetti. Oh, really? So for me, you want to know the <laughs> surprise? I was like, I cannot believe. So my mom threw me one. Yeah. I, and like, this is obvious. I'm just like, I should probably just be talking to my therapist right now. I felt <laughs> guilty. I was like, you went through all of this. Like I could have helped you. It didn't, you didn't have to do so much. Like I was like, it was so, it was just, I felt bad. And then Mike threw me a surprise party at my gym. And that actually ended up being for some reason, because we just did a workout. Really, that's all it was. It wasn't, yeah. nobody did anything extra. Everyone showed up at the gym at like their designated workout time. And there was a surprise waiting for me. I think because there wasn't this like extra thing, mm-hmm. I think being fussed over is so uncomfortable for me. Huh. Feeling like interpreting fuss. Isn't that weird? What? Well, I don't know. Cause I think a lot more people feel the way you do. Really? I feel the, the opposite. I don't, I never considered. I, I thought you were the majority. I don't Now I feel like we need to take a poll. Do you like being fussed over generally and on your birthday? We did not think this episode through. <laughs> Okay. And now you know what I'm thinking about? What? I'm thinking about our like perspective, like our respective weddings and 
100%. Tell me about your wedding. I honestly, like, I would love to be the bride again. I loved my <laughs> wedding. <laughs> like, you're, I, I, Jenna, there is a part of me that so desperately wishes that I could be that way in, like, organically. And, and I didn't I'm worry, not. like, when you talked about, like, other people, I didn't worry about, like, a damn thing about what was happening with people at my wedding. Like, we're just here for a good time. I I wasn't a bridezilla. I wanted two things at my wedding. I wanted a cookie table, which is, like, a Northeast Ohio thing. Mm-hmm. A table full of cookies. Cookie table. And I wanted good music and dancing. And I didn't even go around and greet people at my wedding. I'm like, if you want to find me, come find me on the dance floor. So I was very, I didn't, something about my wedding was different where I truly didn't give a fuck. I was like, this is for me. And I think it's because I was like, I'm paying for this. I paid for all y'all motherfuckers to be here. (laughs) So like that, I think helped me like keep my feet on the ground of like, this is my first. And I also the, I think the frame of a wedding, right. It's like, oh my God, this is like our first adult party. And we're, we're, we planned it. Like my parents didn't plan it. They they get something I think about being financially responsible was like, I don't care if you don't like it, but it ended up being fine. It was great. Like I, we had a wonder, like that mindset served me at my wedding. Cause I was yeah. able to be present and be in like having drinks and have a good time instead of wondering how everybody else was doing. It was a lovely time. Um, but I don't never need to be a bride again. <laughs> I, every time I, every time I go to a wedding, I'm like, Oh, I want to be the bride again. Like it was, it was fun to be the center of attention all day. Every time I go to a wedding, I'm like, honey, are you okay? Do you need a break? <laughs> like, I'm like, I, you want to like smoke a joint in the bathroom? You need a second. Like so- I like, I don't know. Yeah. Why are, why are we like this? Why are we so different? I have, oh, that's a whole separate episode. I would, I have so many, are you, the, I, I always ask you this. Are you the oldest? Yes. Okay. So it's not that. I think your mom, I think our mothers are wildly different people. I feel like it's that. What's your mom like? Tell me about your mom and like, also like how your mom like celebrated her birthday and like other people's birthdays in your family. So I, my mom is, I think like the, um, she's very shy. She's very like soft-spoken. She doesn't want people fussing over her. She's very like everything I've just said essentially is very, was very much so modeled by my mom. Okay. Um, doesn't want people to make a big deal about her. Our birthdays were celebrated. I think my mom did a really good job of like, it felt very intimate and you're not going to be surprised to hear these words like cozy. Like my birthday always felt really cozy, but also like the Christmas lights are on in the house. Like it was always very, like, it did feel safe to be the center of attention with just within my household. That always feels different. Something about like the world is very uncomfortable, I think for me. So like that always felt like enough. I was like, I'm good. I feel great. This conversation is now like about to go in so many tangents because you know what I'm thinking about now? What? I'm thinking about being a person on the internet and how you don't like being the center of attention for the world, but yet you have an online platform in which you put yourself out there in front of the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every single day. And like, who knows who's going to listen to these intimate details about our life 
on the internet. And for me, it feels like when I was a kid, I always kind of wanted to be famous when I grew up. Like I wanted to be a celebrity. Okay, wait, I have a question. Celebrity or rich? Celebrity. Hmm. Why? What did you think that meant? I was just thinking about this, Jenna. I was just thinking about, oh, you want to know why? I was Whose podcast was I listening to? I was listening to some child star. Okay. And talking about like um, the allure of celebrity. And in my mind, I was like, never in my wildest dreams have I ever dreamt of being, wanting to be a celebrity. Tell me what you, as a kid, you thought that, like, what was that about? Well, I think there's that like being center of attention for me. Yeah. I had a lot of like childhood issues and again, shit we talk about in therapy. Um, about for the, for a long time, I was like the only child and the only grandchild. And then like I feel like most of my cousins and my sister were born like four, five, six years later. So I had a lot of time having all the attention on me and then had to share it. How old were you when your sister was born? six. Yeah. We found it. There's the biggest yeah. difference right there. Okay. Yeah. And so there was that big age gap of having that. And I think then craving it later is probably a big part of it. I also think there's this illusion of like being famous means you're successful, means you're like good at what you do because you're the best at it. And, and people know that. And there's something about like being good at what I do that's important to me, even though I know that, you know, for example, if we're talking about like social media, that like following doesn't necessarily equate being good at your job. Here is why I can show up on the internet and it's the exact opposite of what you're saying. This is so fascinating to me. My mind is blown. I have always had the thought of, I know that I'm really good at a lot of shit and it's not my problem that none of you know. So like it, that thought has, I am not suggesting that that should be, that that is like the way that brains should work. That's a, that must be like a protective thought. Yeah. That's what allows me to show up on the internet. Cause I'm like, I'm not famous. No one's watching. And in my mind, I'm always like, I genuinely believe that no one cares, but not in like an apathetic way, but I'm just like, get a fucking hobby. If you're that bought in to what I'm doing and like, in like, if I'm, I guess, uh, uh, avoiding scrutiny, I'm like, get a hobby. <laughs> okay. Well, and here is why I actually, like, I've grown to now, like, I no longer want to be famous. Mm. Like both, I don't, like, I used to want to be a famous actress when I was a kid. I no longer want to be like a famous actress, but I also no longer want to be Instagram famous and have a massive following because I see what that comes with. Yeah, And sometimes I just want to be able to go somewhere and be anonymous, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of being able to do something, for example, like in the past, like what a time to be alive. You had to be famous for somebody to give you like a TV show or a radio show or something like that. But like social media and podcasting has provided us all with the opportunity to like play radio station as adults. Like that's what we're doing. That was my favorite thing to play as a kid. Radio so station. <laughs> I would get on my cassette thing and press record and like record dumb shit and pretend I was on the radio. I used to do that. 
I had a whole camcorder that I would walk around with. One okay, time- I was so jealous of people like you that had a camcorder. We didn't have one, but I had a friend who had one. And we would like, we would film stuff on yeah, our video I, camera. I we would pretend write- to be the Spice Girls and shit. Me too, the Spice Girls. I would like hold up a piece of computer paper that I wrote like the scene on. So I'd be like scene one. And then yes. like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adamant that why we're friends in adulthood is because I think as kids, we would have been besties. Yes. Wait, what did we talk about before? We were talking about the planners, the day designers, and how I was trying to figure out whether or not I was going to tell my mom to get me a day designer for my birthday, like whether I was going to buy it for myself or tell my mom to get it for me. And I was like, oh, this is expensive. My mom's going to like judge me for wanting such an expensive planner. Um, And you were like, just tell her to get it. And then I was talking about how because like, I said, we kids- I said, cost per daily use is 17 cents a day. It's a steal. <laughs> that was my I logic. Was like, yeah. And I was like, where were you when I was a kid? Because I would have needed you to come over to my house and sit down at my kitchen table and be like, listen, Mrs. Wag. Because that's what all my friends called my mom. My maiden name was Wagner. And my friends would just call my mom like Mrs. Wag. Listen, Mrs. Wag, Jenna needs this planner. It's only 17 cents per day. I would have happily done it. I was very much so. I was like besties with all my friends' parents and parents mm. loved me as a kid. And like, really? yes. And I, this is a whole nother thing too, but like m- my friends or even like kids in my class were allowed to do things if Christina was there. Cause I was like so fucking responsible. <laughs> Oh, then my mom would have loved you. But here's the thing we would do. It wasn't, I wasn't a goody two shoes. I knew how to get away with shit and I knew how to make it so that we would never get in trouble. I wasn't a menace. So we, I like didn't do drugs as a kid, nothing like that. But like, yeah, we could have, figure out a way to have fun. I was a great mediator. Like I just, parents loved me and I, I did keep kids out of trouble. Sometimes it's just cause nobody found out, but like kept it good. Oh my gosh. Fun facts about you. Right. And I think, yeah, I could have talked your parents into anything. You said you wanted a trampoline. I wanted a trampoline. I wanted a big trampoline. Maybe I'm grown. Maybe I'll get one for my 40th birthday. Who knows? (laughs) Look at us. I know. Look at us all grown. What, what else about our birthdays? Do you have any like good birthday stories at all? Like any like super memorable birthdays or. You know what? One year I went I took, I'm, I forgot about this until now I, I took my friends and I, and my sister and we went skiing okay. for the day. And it was amazing. It was like three hours away. It was like in Iowa. So yeah, when I say skiing, it's not like, I mean, come on. Sure. I grew up skiing in Ohio. Okay. So you get it. Yeah. Shout um, out Boston a- Mills Brandywine. <laughs> we had a great time. Um, I got a concussion and was in the hospital three days later with a concussion. And to this day, because of that, if I drink too much alcohol, I get blurry vision in my left eye and have to hold it like this a little bit to see. So if you'll know, I am unsafe to drive if I'm doing this. Okay. Fun fact. All right. Which by the way, I never drink and drive, but like as a joke, like this is not good. News. Okay. I'll just, I'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> I will keep an eye out for you. What that about is, you? That's fantastic. Um, you know, interestingly, interestingly, I'm trying to think about like good birthday memories. I often this time of year, I think about like one of my worst birthday memories, 
which was the year I was in the Nutcracker and artistic director made me cry on my birthday. Why? Um, because I was, because I wasn't that good, but he was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a senior in high school. I was in a Nutcracker performance. Um, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm talking about ballet, like the Nutcracker ballet. And I was not good at ballet. I had a late start for ballet, um, but I was really good at faking things. And so I sort of faked my way through that audition in a way that got me put into parts that I had no business being in. And then they realized like too little too late when they had me in rehearsals. So that director did not like me. And I got yelled at because I was in um, like the Waltz of the Flowers in the Snow, which are like like core scenes with like big groups of people. I had a hard time catching on to choreography. I was also, um, it was a dual cast and I was half of the Mouse King. Um, That's awesome. And I had a hard time changing from like my point shoes into like my regular shoes from like snow to the Mouse King scene. And I, like something happened with my quick change and I got yelled at and then I also got yelled at for smiling too big during the snow scene same guy same time period same guy smiling same time period big. yeah I was smiling too much like if you've ever seen like the snow scene in the nutcracker it's very like I don't know it's very elegant and beautiful but it's like kind of not you don't want to like show your teeth and all do okay. all the vowels with your mouth I was just I was like in full rocket mode or something <laughs> like Jenna a pleasant face will suffice Fuck yeah, shout guy. out to Dick Dickinson. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And look at you now. You're about to have a ball on your 40th birthday. I am. I am so excited to join you. I'm like honored to be your friend. And oh, I think I'm honored to be your friend. It's so nice to like in just think how I said, like, my mom doesn't didn't really model a lot of friendships for me. Like, it's so fun to have friends like you and like you're including me in your birthday. And I really like, I don't know. I just think I really, I say this all the time. I really believe that female friendships are like the fabric of society. And yeah. Yeah. You know, you, I think it was you that posted something about like, was it you? It was something about, it was like painting a scene of like a party where like one friend is like arranging the appetizers and the other one is, yeah. What was that? What, What did it say? I'll read it and maybe that can be our closing remark. It was such a nice visual, wasn't it? To like, yeah, you read it. Hold on, it's on my stories. Let's see where it is. Okay. It says, hear me out. Domestic sweetness, but with your best friends. The friend who makes the perfect tea is at it while one friend is arranging the snacks. Another one is cracking lame jokes and keeping everyone entertained. There's one more documenting every moment just for the memories. And there's more. When the dinner is done and everyone's maybe a little drunk and happy, there's one friend singing misheard lyrics. Two of them are trying to fold laundry with weak hands because they have laughed so much and it feels so good. A home full of silly love and sunshine. I believe everyone should do this more often to understand that love can be comforting, safe, and sometimes the best feeling in the whole wide world, even without being romantic. All right. I love this. And you know what it makes me want to do? Like, this is going to sound so random. I'm just going to throw it out there because it kind of circles back to the Home Alone house. Hmm. That area, like Winnetka, like Glencoe, like up on the North Shore with all those like massive mansions Mm -hmm. and houses on the lake. I once went for the fun of it and toured a mansion on Lake Michigan. It was during COVID um, because I was zillowing and it just like, it's my dream 
to like have like a massive gorgeous home on the lake. And I went and toured this house and pretended I was like a rich lady that wanted to buy it, but it was like $10 million. So no way. But like, what if, what if we just got together? Like, I don't, I don't know how many people we would need to have like a $10 million mansion, but I mean, there's enough for like everyone to have a bedroom and like shared communal space. And we just did that. Like women would take over the world, like fucking married. We'll just all share this mansion. Like who wants to come? I want to <laughs> do that as like a a retirement community. I think I'm like in my mind already designing like a, ret- I'm like, how do I buy enough land or small tiny homes or townhomes to build a like granny gang-esque, not like forget Instagram, forget this podcast, but like the ethos of the granny gang. Imagine that as a retirement community and like you rotate responsibilities. So like you don't have to cook dinner every night. Why would you? Why would I you? Am like, there's just... a gardening plot. Like some people garden, some people make music. Jenna puts on the Christmas musical. You like help us dance for each other. I'd be all over that shit. Are you kidding? This is, the... Okay. This is yeah. what I want for our retirement community. Just like, can we do it? Please. I wonder, I wonder if this house is still on Zillow, like sold. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. It had a pool we'll right planning. on the lake. We're yeah. So, we'll start we can all, who wants to come go ahead and uh, send me a DM if you want in on our on the retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start That's like a reality with. show right there. Yeah, for real, for real. This episode was so fun, Jenna. I'm so, so glad we fun. got to record this. I hope yeah. people enjoy it and happy early birthday, my friend. Yeah, happy early birthday to you. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. If you like this episode and want to hear more, make sure you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so that we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.